Well, let me just share this thing with you. To me, it's like talking about the certain direction. All right, so Atman means the soul or everything, yes? In Hinduism, I think, right? Doesn't Atman mean the God or whatever? Yeah. So Ramana goes, there is no investigation into the God. The investigation can only be into the non-self. Elimination of the non-self is alone possible because there isn't a self. <laughs> yeah. The self, then the big, the big self or whatever being, thus being, being always self-evident will shine forth of itself. Yeah. You don't have to polish the mirror. You don't have to get it like check the amps and see if you have to increase the wattage. Yeah? It's just going to shine unto itself. That's, that's what it does. Awareness is aware. It's not like in a process of becoming aware, nor is it in a process of becoming more aware. It's just awareness. So his, he just set a direction. He's just basically saying, don't start investigating the truth or Atman or this or that, the Godhead. It's pointless from his view. Obviously, I wouldn't say it. He says, there is no investigation of that. It's impossible because, in a sense, you are that. So it would be like the Buddha investigating the Buddha. It wouldn't make any sense. It would make sense if you're not the Buddha to investigate the Buddha, if you think the Buddha has certain qualities you'd like to get. So therefore, it would make total sense. All right, Paul this substantial reference, this real starting point, is not feeling that good of, with Paul. Yeah? And I have an inclination, I like reading, I've read these old books, and Buddha sounds like really freaking good, what he's talking about. So Paul would like to investigate Buddha, or the Buddhism. Yeah? And it makes total sense if Paul's the reference point. Paul's having trouble, it's tried drinking, it's tried this, it's tried that, it's tried, you know, going back to the church, and now it's down pretty much at the last house on the left, and he goes, okay, and he went with a guru, that didn't work out, so he's going, all right, I'm going to study Buddhism, okay, makes total sense, based on the reference of Paul, if Paul is the starting point, and Paul is the condition, Paul's feeling uncomfortable, it would make sense to that condition to try to improve the condition. Not realizing it's the sense of being the one who has the condition that's producing the ill ease. So now Paul will start looking for the Buddha through Buddhism. He's not going to look for the Buddha through Shintoism, or maybe he will, or through Judaism. He's going to go through Buddhism with the hopes that he could gain some qualities and make him more like a Buddha. Then these people, these masters in the past, come in and they go, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Now why would anybody want to cause so much suffering by telling some Paul, who is Paul, seeking for the Buddha, to throw this little wrench in it and say, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Well, that's great to know, but I'm Paul using Buddhism to seek the Buddha. It makes total sense. So he goes, okay, you can't use big M mind to seek mind. Well, I'm not big M mind, obviously. I'm ego or whatever, and I need to find big M mind. So I'm going to be looking for big M mind. And this is a 5,000-year-old path to reach mind. So I'm going to take it as Paul to get to mind. 
makes total sense. And that logic will not get disrupted every step in the way. If it's not working out, you'll blame yourself usually because the whole system is self-centered. Yeah? Paul's established. Paul needs some additions. He's going to look for Buddhism because it has a predilection to go that way. Other people will look for getting a better job or another girlfriend or another guy. Yeah? New clothes or whatever. Yeah? And it all makes sense. It's totally logical if the premise or if the reference point is true. If you are Paul, then maybe you need something called Buddhism or you may need another way of life. But then, when people enter that way of life and they start looking for Buddhism, some masters show up and basically rain on the parade in a way and says, hey, you are what you're looking for. So if you were driving to a three-week retreat and then there was a spiritual public announcement broke into your radio station, like playing Coldplay or something, suddenly it says, you are what you're looking for it would probably disrupt your excitement about going on the three-week retreat. It'd be like, it would take a little air out of the spiritual balloon. What? You'd have to pull over, maybe. Usually you would just turn the station. You're going to be one day what you're looking for. Because <laughs> there's a lot of room to sell a lot of products in that one day, because it's usually not one day right away. It's many, many days later that hopefully you'll arrive at that one day. <laughs> <laughs> but it's definitely not today. <laughs> so no, then suddenly, but the, the thing is persistent. You are what you're looking for. Suddenly you just pull over to the rest stop <laughs> and go, hey, fuck, I want a chocolate chip cookie and have a freaking cookie. <laughs> you know? Or the Buddha, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. So it's like you're at a spiritual shoe store and the salesman, you think you need a size, you need like running shoes because it's going to be a long fucking haul to get to your spiritual thing. But the guy brings out a lot of shoes and one of them is, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. Put it on and if it fits, fucking wear it. So that's what they do. They throw out these warnings and if if you're in the pursuit of actually being the Buddha, looking for the Buddha, if you hear that that's not going to work, probably from a live person, you won't take any kind of, it won't mean shit to you, but if it's 5,000 years old, and it's called Huang Po, crazy Chinese Zen master, then you go, what? You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. It sure sounds like what I've been freaking doing. So this is what it is. This is like a shoe store. We're putting out shoes. If the shoe fits, we can wear it. That's what happened to me. Someone introduced this thing. And if you look at it in one way, it really ruined a lot of freaking things. You know, I had tankas and everything, and it was great. I looked like a spiritual seeker. I had loving gaze. People would notice my presence at at Whole Foods. <laughs> Maybe they come up and ask for advice because I looked so calm and peaceful because I had just had a colonic and shit like that. <laughs> but they thought it had some kind of spiritual attribute was being cultivated and I was more than happy to share my wisdom with them. But then I heard the message sort of like this. I found myself in this shoe store. The guy said, hey, maybe I got a feeling this will fit. I stuck it in there. The first one was, hey, whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. What? Yeah, yeah. 
whatever can be perceived cannot be that which is perceiving. So the whole story of Paul, yeah, trying to perceive its way into Buddhism is a total mistake because the Paul that I'm taking myself to be is not what's perceiving. Maybe what I'm looking for is actually what's looking right now. I mean, right now. Maybe, what sense would it make if someone pointed out to you that you're the Buddha, and then you saw that you were busily looking for the Buddha? Yeah. Now, it makes total sense. It became my life. It was my identity. Paul looking for the truth. But suddenly, when someone said, hey, you may not be Paul, and in a way, he doesn't have to say directly, you're the Buddha. All you got to hear is, you're not Paul. And by entertaining that, you may find, like, in a, in a nanosecond, not, no time at all, that you are what you've been looking for. Yeah? And then when you hear the message or the warning, hey, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, it seems to be the template that explains your last 15 years of spiritual seeking. You were in the act of using the Buddha to seek the Buddha, using awareness to find awareness. Yeah? What happens? I don't know. Find out. I know what happened with me. My spirit... It happened right in a, a Dokchen meeting. A Buddhist Dokchen thing that met every Thursday. Hey, yeah? I was in that. <coughs> Someone was talking sort of like this type of stuff, and suddenly I realized all the shit I thought I had been doing hadn't done a damn freaking thing. It was like all my spiritual credits, it's like the foreign currency went bankrupt. All my spiritual credits got null and voided. Like that. Like in a nanosecond. And I looked around and I go, what do I do now? And no one gave me a good answer, so I got up and I never went back to that freaking meeting. Really, I did. I looked around because someone was helping people in the room. I said, what do I do now? They, what? We don't know. <laughs> Come back next Thursday. I said, I don't think of, no. That's, I don't think that's going to work. Yeah. So, and I walked out with my spiritual pants down and I didn't pull them back up. I didn't. And then teachers came and people would call me, you missed out on a great teacher. I said, hallelujah, fucking great. You know, oh, you're, we missed you there. I said, well, you're going to keep missing me. Said, I'm not going. And just see, like, put your money where your mouth is. Stop. You know? Stop. Stop and see if the roof falls down when you stop looking. Yeah? And realize you are what's looking. And then, to me, when the relief came in, it explained to me why the relief didn't seem to be available before. And all these little cryptic statements that they had said in different writings, Ramana, Ramana says it beautifully here. It says, there is no greater real, there is no greater mystery, this is a, there is no greater mystery than the following. Yeah? That's a pretty big statement, yeah? in a place of mystery. He's saying there is no greater than mystery than this. Yeah? Then there is no greater mystery than the following. Ourselves being the reality. 
we seek to gain reality. Do you th- I don't think he would say this to torture us, really. I don't think Ramana had a sadistic bone in his body, really. I don't. So, ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality. It's sort of like the Buddha seeking for the Buddha. It's a basic similar, the same statements, yeah? So, ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality. Now, if you're into the Course of Miracles, this would, this would just align with a lot of the statements in the Course, which is you're giving everything all the meaning it has, yes? And in recovery, we have an acronym for fear called false evidences appearing real. Yeah? Now, that's not like false evidence appeared real October 12, 2011. I mean, it's an activity now. The whole mental process, the whole basis of selfing is taking false evidence, yeah, and presenting it into the court of mind, and then the mind being reality takes it to be so, seemingly, yeah? So the false evidence appears real to what is real. What is that but us? What is that? How, why would a master tell you, if you weren't the Buddha, that you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha? Of course, if you weren't the Buddha, how would I ever use the Buddha to seek the Buddha? It's a total warrantless warning. There's no need to give me that warning if I'm not the Buddha. Is there? If I'm Paul, there's no no master who, let's say, is very clear would ever say to Paul, hey Paul, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. No, I'm using Paul to seek the Buddha. So obviously he's not seeing, or she's not seeing me as Paul. She realizes I'm the Buddha, and he's it's just warning it's not meant for Paul to hear the message, it's meant for the Buddha to hear the message. So when the Buddha goes, hey, I'm not Paul, there's probably not going to be more seeking for the Buddha as the Buddha. Yeah? You'll be seeking for other things, like lattes and a date and shit like that, and, but you will seek, now you will seek things that you can actually find. <laughs> so success will be at hand not five lifetimes from now but maybe like later on today at Chivo's you'll get a good coffee and a good meal if you want yeah so you the journey will be over very quickly if you have enough cash you're going to get that latte they don't say you need to purify <laughs> you need to go home and purify before I serve you this latte no they give you the latte yeah but if I'm Paul, then I will be totally exempt. No person in any kind of sound mind would ever say, Paul, hey Paul, I want to tell you, you can't seek the Buddha as the Buddha. Oh, thanks, I won't. <laughs> I'm seeking the Buddha as Paul. But <laughs> Alright, I'm going to say it to you again in another way. <laughs> Ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality. Alright, that's getting closer to home. Yeah? <laughs> we think there is something hiding our reality. Of course, it's us. <laughs> us believing in thoughts is how we hide the reality. You, have you ever listened when it gets translated into English? Anytime they, call, they talk about the obscuring factors, it's usually preceded by think or thinking. The thinking is the obscuring factor. 
the thinking is the blips that go across the screen and because they seem to be about us our attention goes to the blip and we miss the screen we don't get the sense of what's always happening because we're constantly getting triggered by what seems to be happening why? because under under all the ticker taping it says this is about you this is about you this is about you basically you're not going to follow the ticker tape of Stanley's life you're not I don't give a damn what Stanley did five years ago I really don't I don't give a damn what Stanley's going to do in a minute if I'm not Stanley so there is no ourselves being the reality we seek to gain reality we think there is something hiding our reality and that it must be destroyed before the reality is gained so okay Let's say you investigate with this premise, but as a person, yeah? It's going to come to a conclusion that you're the obstruction up to the reality. You're thinking somehow it's going to be you that's obstructing reality from you. And therefore, and then you're probably going to lead to this one logical idea that this means I must be destroyed before reality is obvious to me. Now, how are you going to run to get on that line <laughs> to find reality if the deal is you're going to get destroyed before you find the reality? There's going to be a huge conflicting agenda going on. <laughs> You'll have a, a magical idea you'd like to find reality, but most of the conditioning is going no fucking way. Now... So I don't mind if you look for reality as me because you'll never find it because you are it. So go ahead. Join five fucking cults. It doesn't matter. Not one of them is going to work. You'll be in each one of them and you'll be the one that leaves each one. Yeah? But, so... You see it? Who the hell is going to go for that deal? All right, I like to... I'd like to really realize some reality. Okay, you've got to be destroyed. But wait a minute. <laughs> Hold your horses. Is there a way Is there a, a, a stowaway plan? Can I take my time? Okay. Thousands of paths. Thousands of paths to arrive as you to the door of reality. In those past 30 retreats, it's just the beginning. <laughs> You're going to purify, purify, and then one Nestle's crunch bar can start to at zero again. One bad bowel movement, fucking, you're out. You're out of the race. And you got to start over and over and over again. All the while being you, seemingly. We think there is something hiding our reality. And that, must, and that it must be destroyed before the reality is gained. That is ridiculous. This little, uh, this little scheme that the mental state that does to prolong its seeming existence, because it's feeding on you, all the while you're looking for the non-you. <laughs> it's feeding on you all day. You're like a Sunday, and a Monday, and a Tuesday, and a Wednesday, in the time fucking ice cream shop. It's feeding on you all freaking day. <laughs> it has no intentions of ending up anywhere. It would because 
you don't need to end up anywhere. You never left it. That's what he's saying. I don't. How can you? Oh, I think this is a cryptic statement. There is no greater mystery than the following: ourselves being the reality, we seek to gain reality. Well, how much can you read into that? It seems to be pretty obvious. Yeah. And it says, all right, we think there is something hiding our reality because when people describe what reality would be like, for most of us, it doesn't seem to make sense. I'm not hearing angels singing all day and my bed is full of, like, angel goose down and I sleep wonderfully and my thoughts are melodic and everything like that. And, you know, my girlfriend loves me all the time, constantly, you know. So when I hear about reality, it just irritates me more. Yeah? And it ruins my other enjoyment, basically. Look at what's happened to people in these circles. They got introduced to a word awakening that has driven their fucking lives crazy. And then enlightenment is the coup de grace. I mean, people, which enlightenment, one of the definitions is the cessations of all suffering. But when we claim the idea of enlightenment, it just produces suffering. I can't believe that fucking person's enlightened. He only went to one-third the meetings I went to. Look at him. Look how he dresses. He's not fucking... He curses. He cannot be enlightened. There's no one enlightened. We're all awake. Inherently. We're awake. Here, in the dreaming, and this is an activity of big mind dreaming, we can seem to be awake to that fact, or we can seem to be asleep to that fact. But the fact is, we're all awake. Has your thoughts ever fucked with the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? It invades every other topic. Your health, your fucking social situations, your job, everything. The thoughts are just a corroding thread that goes everywhere. But has it affected seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching? Has the baseline of all of our lives ever been truly affected by all the yapping? No. Your worst day you were seeing, best day you're seeing. It seems that it's never been disturbed by all the shenanigans that we give such a huge meaning that this should ruin everything. It doesn't seem to affect us, the conscious contact at all. The seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching goes on unabated. If you're in deep depression or you're fucking, you know, having a highest peak experience you can ever have. All our, all our, like, agitating the pot, really, the basic, basic pot never gets disturbed by everything or anything we're doing. Ever. Really. And if that's just one example here, could you imagine... If you follow, let's say, the arm of consciousness, where it would lead, do you actually believe that what we do here leaves any mark on what's going on? It doesn't seem to at all, even in our daily experience. I could have had terrible dreams last night, my eyes open, seeing, just like seeing all the fucking time. And it's not the seeing that's going to diminish, it's my ability of the eyes to facilitate something, or my ability of the ears to hear something. But it's not what's hearing is going to get diminished. The consciousness isn't, in, isn't eroding and dying right now, as the body seems to be. The consciousness isn't. Consciousness is untouched by all that's going on top of it. None of it seeps in. None of it. What does that tell you over the years? 
something in your own life is totally, completely established and is never bothered by you. Even though you think you can bother every motherfucking other person, you can't really bother the baseline whatsoever. I don't know. This isn't like a report. Someone goes, you can't bother the baseline. It's an imitation. Let the mind, like, taste it. See what it, where it goes. Well, yeah, really. I remember the day I was on a 10-day run and they arrested me. My seeing, I wish the seeing wasn't working. Because I was seeing inside the jail room and the jail and seeing all the bruises. I mean, it never stopped. The cop could stop me from using, but the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching was never stopped. The length of time it may be demonstrating here, through us, can stop. We're going to die, but it ain't. And really, it looks like all our tantrums haven't left one mark on its fucking spotless floor. There's no heel marks, there's nothing. All the moving of all the furniture didn't leave any marks. It's just like, it's like you never, you were like a little thing that popped up and down on a hot griddle, you know what I mean? (laughs) Nothing really happened. So he goes, reality, all right, we think there is something hiding our reality and that must be destroyed before the reality is gained. That is ridiculous. A day will dawn. See, now, if someone grabbed this and had a business plan, it would say, a day will dawn, not today. (laughs) And it has to be, and it will dawn in a specific location. And you have to make a one-month reservation, and you're going to have to prepare yourself to realize the, and, and receive the dawning that's going to happen. Not today, yeah. but here it goes, a day will dawn when you will yourself laugh at your past efforts. That which will be on the day you laugh is also here and now. Just because your head doesn't think so, doesn't make it so. It can only make it seemingly so. It can appear to be so to you, but it ain't so. And if you see, you're not that which is appearing to be so to, you'll have relief from that fucking seemingly so. Yeah? And you'll travel later here. And what more do you want? You won't take self so seriously. There's no, no one in the world takes self more seriously than a spiritual seeker. Fucking unbelievable. I cannot wait till they have start a spiritual seeking anonymous group. They may need more than 12 steps. It could make many more. Interventions will happen like at every fucking satsang. People are just going, you've had enough. You've been at 10 freaking retreats. You've spent $45,000 fucking dollars. Nothing's happening. It's coming, it is, I'm telling you. Right around the corner. <laughs> Those people are going to be derobing and fucking growing their hair again and not chanting Hare Krishna and they're just fucking, whoo! <laughs> All the fake, like, uh, 
Blue contacts will be gone. <laughs> there won't be any business plan anymore. Yeah, you'll be a you'll be a conscientious conscientious consumer. You'll be able to smell the bullshit before you pay for it. Yeah, and finally you'll have you'll be okay being all that you're not. Yeah, you'll truly see. There's no need for the urban renewal project to continue. Yes, your attention and interest will be lifted from the bondage of self, and it won't go anywhere. And that's the presence. You'll sense your real presence. Yeah, undirected interest and attention. Oh, there it goes. <laughs> the scriptures. That's a perfect. That's a beautiful example. Oh, fuck them. Put them all away. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, yes? Yeah. Cannot, you know. Hoang Po is awesome. He says, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. You can do it for eons. Eons is a pretty long time, and nothing will happen. Yeah. The Course of Miracles takes you through all these paths and says, if they're worthy, because the mind, big M mind, intends it, it's going to work, because the mind is in the process of dreaming itself out of the dreaming right now. And the dream's going to get happier. And when it gets happier, that's this indication you're dreaming yourself out of the dreaming. Yeah? Mind will use everything that the mental state would use to bond you to a false idea. It will use to increase your ability to be present, to be available. Because the ability is you are here. Yeah. And that here that you are, that conscious contact, has not been disturbed by any history that has gone through all the calendars of our lives. Not once. When I got run over by the car, man, I wish I couldn't see after that. But the seeing, the hearing, none of that got run over. None. None of it. So... AA says there is a solution. So if you are if you are in the seeming problem, and it's all seemingly so, everything is just appearing to be true or false to us. Yeah, the bonding mechanism. There's nothing that has the ability to bind other than us. As Jesus says, as you believe, so it is. That's basically what's happening here. Yeah? And there's a lot of faith in the thought system, truly. So, yeah, that's it, I think, today. Any questions? You've come a long way. How are you? I've seen you before, haven't I? Really? Hmm? I think so. No? Yeah. Well, oh, uh, yes? You see traveling higher. You know, but there's a sense that this thing sort of happens in the moment. Are there incremental... Lightnings, you know what I mean? For sure. I mean, it, it sort of—it's it, it, like there's two stories. There's one where you finally just see, but there's well, yeah, because it's playing out in the dreaming. So that which is can can play itself out in time, as if it's deepening and growing. That's what time is. Just so sort of like, look at the beauty of a flower. The beauty of the flower is accentuated by time, right? There's the bud. Nothing's happening. Then there's a slow opening, 
then it opens, some orchids stay open for three months, and then it passes away. That's beautiful. Instead of seeing everything open at all times. So time is dreaming. The mind's dreaming in time. So the mind, in the dreaming of time, you could categorize it as, we, you and I are dreaming ourselves out of the dreaming, and as we do, the dream gets happier. So in this case, your seeming inherent factual awakeness can seem to be becoming more awake in time. Yes? But wouldn't those retreats, all those retreats, wouldn't those be helpful? They could be helpful, but are they helpful? And there's no fucking committee that sees, you know? There would be a nice to have a little board that would say, all right, you spent $250,000 in five years, you've totaled up 384 days, and you're still a fucking flaming asshole. No more retreats for you. Just help someone else or something, you know? Maybe, you know, go another direction. Because things sometimes serve. They can serve or not serve. It's based on what precedes it, not what you do. Yeah? So something, sometimes something's a service for you, and at another time it won't be a service for you. Let's say if someone, if there's a sense of ease and comfort and you feel like there's no possibility of the Buddha finding the Buddha, you may not do much anymore in certain areas of life, like spirituality. And if you would do, it would be a disservice. Yeah? You would would be trying to add on to an infinite sum. uh, Instead of allowing the sum to express itself here, you'd want to try to add more on to it. Just like in this seat assignment... I'm, I'm meant to be just exactly how this action figure is. It's the best conductor for this talk. I've had inclinations to try to get better, you know, more s- clearer, and no, 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 no. It likes me just dumb and fucking abstract and out there, and it, I work perfectly for its for its little event. I do. So I don't... Uh, no way. I mean, I did. I, the head had an inclination. Shit, I should really... And, you know, let me make it more... No, no, we don't need your help, you know. And I've seen it come through no matter what condition I was. It doesn't really take this as any uh, into consideration. Whatever you think your physical condition is or emotional, mental, what moves through it doesn't take it in, at all into any consideration. At least it hasn't in my experience. At all. It just uses it like a water, like a hose being used to carry water, basically. The hose hasn't, doesn't have to get polished. It's doing just the perfect job. <laughs> doesn't have to write the hose on it. <laughs> In gold lettering, the hose. <laughs> There's no the hose. It's just an other, it's a hose. <laughs> the only hose. <laughs> you must come to this hose. This is the only hose that can guard in this, that can water the spirits of God in. It's going to cost you five hundred dollars just to hold the hose. I don't know you're talking. I'm going to stop there. The sensor will X-ray me. Oh no! Yes, Joyce. Yes. So many cases. Dream, the dream getting happier. Dream getting happier. Yes. But so many stories about the dream becoming traumatic, something first shattering happens, and the person, I guess, loses his Yeah, and then the dream probably gets happier. Oh, okay. 
No. No one booms and awakes. You can. That's maybe they believe it, and because their mind, then it's a belief they have. It. I don't believe that. How can you wake up to what's always awake? He just says it here. There wasn't an experience. There was a, there was an absence of heaven reading happening, and then the clock got started again. And then there is, it's sort of like, first there is a mountain, then there is no mountain, then there's a mountain again. Like this. What? You can call it whatever you like. But if it's not, if it's not booming right now, fuck the old boom. It's not serving you. Really. This is about, everything is active right now. Peace is active right now. No one has peace. It's not like a dead commodity you can grab and quantify yeah, there's peace available. Mind is like a many, many fucking, what is it, like Jesus says, a many-roomed mansion. Yeah, a lot of modalities can drop in. But everything, all I know is everything is moving at light speed. Everything is verbing. Verbing, 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 verbing. So the mental state is presenting a story. And if you buy it, you'll seem to be asleep to the fact of awakeness. If you don't buy it, you'll seem to be awake to the awakeness. Yeah? I find one promotes a traveling lighter in the story of Paul, and the other one produces a lot of heaviness in the story of Paul. Yeah? Well, the action figure, in a sense it does, but the thing is, here, when you're taking yourself to your body, you, you believe you have self-will. You believe you have willpower. The, pra- the programming believes it has willpower, so just do the next right thing. Trying to, trying to convince the programming that it doesn't have free will is baloney to me. If you feel like you have free will, exert it. Do the next right thing. Yeah? Yeah? I thought we were over. Right. Yeah. Go. Yeah. Yeah. So welcome. You said some things work and some they will work. Like the retreat could work. Yeah. So that kind of leads me to believe it's a discernment. A discernment. So can you say a little bit about that? It's based where you actually are, not where you think you are. So you may be what you're looking for. So then, an intense looking for it won't serve you. If you are what you're looking for, and that's actualized right now, an intense looking for it may not serve you. So what did you mean by some retreats or something? That's what I'm saying. It's based where you're at. Yeah. If you're over retreats, to take one is a disservice, in a sense. In other words, it's like polishing the mirror, like the old Zen saying. You don't need to polish the mirror. It's perfectly fine as it is, yeah? The polish in the mirror will be the seeming stain on the mirror, yeah? Your blindness would be because you're trying to increase sight. If you are what's looking, and that's actualizing now, you're sensing that, right? To go and enter a retreat to intensively look for that will defeat the purpose, it will be used to emphasize the one that's looking for it. 
Yeah? That's what's happening. The mental, the, the, the heist that happens in time, which is that which comes after, which is the mental state, insinuation in the story that you're a Paul, and it implies that it's before, yes? If you don't see that heist, then when you're at the retreat, you're going to feel you're the retreatant, yeah? And no matter what happens in the retreat, the retreatant, the retreatant is never going to be disturbed by all the fucking highs and lows. You're going to walk in as the retreatant, and you're going to leave as the retreatant, yeah? That's the bondage of self. So certain things that are promoted to sort of lead you out of the bondage yourself, the mental state uses them to increase the bondage yourself. And I would say, as a humble guess, that someone who's done 30-something retreats, they may be in the condition of the mental state increasing the bondage yourself through what is programmed or advertised as the way to get out of self. That's what I humbly see. Yeah. Um. I came because of uh, questions about addiction. I thought you were the person to ask about. Um, mental things arise, some dead sins, some negative, positive, and they just disappear. On uh, the spiritual side, depression, euphoria, they arise, they disappear. They seem to just take care of themselves. Now, uh, I've been trying to lose away. I don't know why. It doesn't seem important. But on the physical side, you know, we when you're talking, it basically dealt with mental constructs and problems, or spiritual concepts and problems. Uh, I don't understand the physical, where you have a physical body, and I don't really associate with the body, but I'm in a body. How do you, and you talk about recovery, why bother to recover? Because I didn't have to solve the problems of the mental and spiritual. They solve themselves by just becoming unreal. What is it about the body? Well, it's not the body when it comes to addiction. It's the mental state. But it plays out on the body. But it becomes automatic in the body. I mean, it may have started somewhere else, your childhood, this or that. And then all of a sudden it becomes embodied in it. Your body has a physical addiction. It's called a craving, yes. Yeah. Because the body in a way here, is the most emphatic denial of what's going truly going on that the mental state has. Its alliance with the body is the body is its baseline of all of its stories, that you're a something. Yeah? Okay. And the brain, like it says, we read it to yesterday with my friend, in, the, in this paragraph on The Course in Miracle, he makes a very clear statement, it says, the brain interprets to the body. Yeah? So the whole story of this that's being presented by the head is based on the body. Not on the head, but on the body. The body is the representative of this whole story. Yeah? So when the body has gotten to a point where there's a craving in it, and there's a drive for addiction, that craving is going to be the biggest tattoo of one's life here. Yeah? Because of the craving in the body. Um, and the category of the seven deadly Other sins. things can come and go okay. quite easily, but like it's in Hinduism, they call them samskaras, deep mental grooves. Alcoholism is a deep mental groove, and it demonstrates its tenacity in the body, through the body. 
I've identified asshole behaviors that I have. And I thought... I have also, yes. <laughs> I identified mine as well, to be honest. It was like, all right, I decided I wanted to get rid of something. And then my, I noticed that my body would tell me as soon as they start to arise. So my body became my ally in saying, go catch it right away. And I made it to the I wanted to get rid of it. And my body just alerts me. Now, but some things, the body has on the other side, and it's not been able to be part of the ally. It seems to be the problem is embedded in it. It doesn't recognize it. It becomes the source of it. It's not the source of it, okay. but it's the source is using it. Yes. Uh, once again, the body is the main verification of the mental story. Okay. It has to have a body to run this whole story. Yeah? So like in the course, the body appears in the mind. Just like Ramana said, there is no body, it appears in the mind. The mind does not appear in the body, the body appears in the mind. Yes? So the mind is sort of like, the. to me, this is just riffing on it, the mental state in dreaming has received impressions and therefore those impressions have a drive to express. The body is one of the best ways of the expression. Yeah? So the mental state has been agitated, agitated, agitated. Impression. Now its expression is this life. The action figure seems to be an addict. Yeah? Either addicted to food or drugs or sex. And they can, or a lot of other problems can come and go, but this becomes a fucking huge situation in one's life. Because it has more life to extend, yeah? The impression was deeper. That to me are addictions. But the real addiction is the addiction to the mental state, to the idea of being a self. That spawns all the other addictions. And it's played out on the level of addictions mostly through the body, just like heroin and shit. Yes? I have one follow question on that's it. One more. Hmm? Like I could write off my behavior to just crazy whiskey, and I do. Most of the time, I'm irre- it's irrelevant to me. What's I'm up to? What's happening? It's just I'm here. Now, what's the benefit of just being a crazy whiskey guy versus someone who decides, for whatever reason, to get rid of these addictions? Well, you may see it as a benefit, as a crazy wisdom. You'll be alone quite a lot. <laughs> you may find that as a benefit. You better be careful with crazy wisdom. Because if you think you have it, it has you. <laughs> the addiction in this life has demonstrated is has produced effects and the map of the effects in my case aren't there are maybe emotional scars but they're mostly physical scars so I have all of this all from addiction yeah to get my attention I imagine Ton missing pieces of the back everywhere I have more scars than everyone combined here probably yeah there was a whole battlefield of expression going on this life as the body. <laughs> now I'm in a lull, which is great, and I don't want to disturb it. So there's no, I don't want, I don't want to bring the wild card in by having a drink or doing any drugs, yeah? Because who the fuck knows what would come out? 
I just don't want to go on that ride again. <laughs> if I can help it. So, I would say with all that stuff, if you think you can have stuff come and go, you are always going to run into something that doesn't work. Because really, it's more about surrender. It isn't about control and managing. Just admit you're overmatched here. You know, just admit that the dilemma is powerlessness, and you'll have power coming in. Right. Yeah. All of those are just magic tricks. The real shit keeps running you. So surrender is the key, in a sense, as an action thing. So, all right? Yeah, what do I need? All right, that's it, eh? You want to end... Uh,